All right, brother, uh, brother uh, Daniel, can you look at the, one of those two drawers? We might have a few of the books left that we had for our series. I thought we had a, a small handful. I'm not sure. If not, that's, it, that's fine. If they find them, we'll, we'll offer them to you. But we're spending the, the next few, uh, we've been spending a few weeks and spending the next few weeks on why we have different ministries at Pacific Baptist Church. And I hope you're understanding that church isn't just about showing up and, 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 and by the way, it is about showing up, but uh, it's not just about that. When you get into a church and you're excited and this is your church, what you, uh, what you want to do is eventually you want to find your place and how can I be a blessing and how can I help and how can I, how can I be part of what's going on here, particularly as we're trying to fulfill the mission that Jesus gave us to reach the world and, um, and, and, and all of that. If you look in your book, if not, it's in your Bible. Tonight we're going to talk about Sunday school. And I am, I am 100% for Sunday school. And um, I started teaching Sunday school. They, they weren't real. Uh, when I was, uh, I just turned 18, and they asked me to be a helper in a four-year-old class. My son-in-law's sister was in that four-year-old class, Tanya. And, yeah, that, that's, yeah, I'm, push, I'm pushing up pushing that age up a little bit, but, um, and I went in there, I'm like, I'll be a helper, you know, and just kind of make sure, and then the lady in there, she had a plan all along, like, why don't you teach one week, and um, I'm like, you know, by the way, does anybody remember Flanagraph? Okay, can I get, that's okay, you're one of the few. It, we didn't have all the technology, it was like a board with fuzz on it, and you would get this Sunday school curriculum, and there'd be little cutout figures, and as you taught, you would stick the figure on the board, you know, and I think I taught on Daniel, and that's a simple Bible story, and they gave me the curriculum, and I remember sitting in my room that week, and I'm like, how in the world do you put something together? I had no clue, and you know, and the lion's den, and I'm putting Daniel up there. There's the lion, and they're like, no, that's not the lion, that's Daniel, okay? Well, Daniel's going to eat the lion in our story, you know, just making stuff up. But, um, but I've been teaching all along. I went to Bible college. I got a Sunday school class and, and been teaching, and, and I love doing it, and, and I still do. Uh, now I finally got the right class, the Filipino class, the best class ever, and so I uh, just got to throw that out every now and then. So Matthew chapter 28, we know it. It's called the Great Commission. Go ye therefore, verse 19 and 20, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Sunday school is something that did not exist until the late, eight, the, the late 1700s, the early 1800s. It was a man named Robert Rake and back in, in England, and, and he noticed, of course, back then, th there was no public school or, or schooling like that, and so a lot of kids didn't, didn't actually get any schooling. What they would do is they had to work to help their families, particularly in the poorer areas, and so he was concerned about this, and he thought, uh, is there a way that we can get these children some teaching? And he decided the best way to do that would be on Sunday. That's a day when he knew none of them would be working, and he wanted to do it through the church. And so before the services, they would have these schools and try to teach them literacy and, thing, liter literacy and other things like that from the Bible and also teach them some biblical principles and, and so forth. He said this about uh, why he did this and the problem he saw with the children. He said, ignorance is the root of degradation everywhere around us. In other words, he said, all of the problems they're having in society with these children is because they're ignorant. Idleness is a consequence of ignorance, and idle, idleness begets vice, and vice leads to the gallows. 
He looked at the children, he goes, because of their upbringing, they're not getting anything, and a lot of them are heading into this crime and so forth. And they found out that as he started in the one city, that, that actually crime started to go down. The children were starting to get it. Well, you know, schools became more, more mainstream, but Sunday school remained in the church and became an extra way and a service that you could teach the Bible on an age-graded level, and we still do it to this day. And I, by the way, I am for it. In our text, we see the teaching of the principles and truths of the Bible. They're part of what we call the Great Commission. If you have your book, I will point out to you when we have blanks, and this next statement is going to, to, to have those. The Great Commission is more than the gospel. It is the continued growth of the new convert until they too are sharing the gospel and living a Christian life. Do we understand that? See, the first part of the Great Commission, thank you, I need that, Dan. The first part of the Great Commission is what we did on Tuesday night. We were obedient because we went out. And if we go out uh, enough, God will allow us to find those who will receive the gospel and trust Christ as Savior. Now, what we do is we come back and we rejoice, and we should, right? Hey, we had four or five people saved, but really, converts need to grow. We need to grow. And so we have to have something in place in the church to help us with that. It's, a, it's really, if you think of it as a circle, and I might be getting ahead of myself. If I do, I'll, I'll go fast on that part. We go out. They get saved. We encourage them to get baptized. We teach them the scripture so that eventually they go out and they share the gospel. If you were here and you went out on Tuesday night and you were saved, you've completed that circle as it were. You understand that? You got saved. You got reached. Someone helped you. You were, you were we call it discipled. You can call it whatever you want. And now you're taking the gospel out. You are fulfilling that circle, the great commission. Peter tells us that a new Christian is to desire the word of God. And I'm going to go fast because uh, we might go a couple minutes after eight. Not long, but I did feed you, so give me a couple extra minutes, okay? Can we trade? Yeah, okay, good. Uh, Peter tells us new Christian is to desire the word of God. And that's 1 Peter 2, 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And then Paul tells us in the book of Timothy that a Christian is to do two things. 2 Timothy 2, 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. There's a progression there. Paul got saved and he grew. He taught Timothy. Timothy grew. Timothy's supposed to find some faithful men who are saved, help them to grow, and then those people will teach others also. And so there's a progression there. So we are to, this is in your book, learn God's truth from others so that we can teach God's truth to others. And by the way, do you know you don't have to do that necessarily even in a Sunday school setting? As, as a Sunday school teacher over the years with adults, I don't know how many things have been taught and dealt with when I've went out to eat with people. And I mean, I've had people when we went out to eat get saved. I've had people when we went out to eat decide it was time to get married. You name it. Uh, and other things. But, and so you can do that all the time. But when it comes to teaching, a Sunday school class is a really good way to teach others. Paul also reminded Timothy of the power of Scripture. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, 
which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. And then the verses we know well. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is the key is profitable. It's profitable in our life. It brings forth something of value in our life. It brings so makes something uh, better and more valuable or, or more have more of a profit than it had before. That's what the Bible does. He does that through doctrine. We won't go through this. We've taught through it and preached through it before. Reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. Now, most of us like the first, the first and the last. We don't like the middle two, but that's what the Bible does for us. That the man of God may be perfect, mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Timothy was doing this process when he was young, from a child. That's why it's good to have uh, classes for our children and so forth. Now, so here's the point. Why do we have Sunday school? By the way, it's not just to have another service, okay? It's not. Uh, many, by the way, I know a lot that are stopping Sunday school. And by the way, they're also st stopping Sunday night services, Wednesday night services. They're very critical, in essence, sometimes of, what, of, of churches that have it. And look, if you want to do that, God bless you. Have a good time with that, but don't be critical of us because we have it. There was someone that was here before, and they like, well, and they left, and are like, you know what? Why do you guys have Sunday school? Where's that in the Bible? Well, where's toothpaste in the Bible? It's a good idea, Okay. And then at the same time, at the other side of his mouth said, and you're not teaching the Bible. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're going to get on us for having Sunday school, which is where we, I don't know, teach the Bible, and then tell us, why don't you teach the Bible? Okay, I think that was a deeper issue there. But still, Sunday school is an opportunity. And there's other things we're going to look at in regards to our adult classes so forth. Here's the principle. You ready? I think it's in the book. We don't need less time together. We need more. We do. Man, isn't it encouraging when you, you face all the nonsense in the world to come, come somewhere where there's people that, I was going to say people that have common sense, but I, I know some of you. Uh, so what's the word we can use? There are people that just kind of have the same beliefs and same goals and go in the same direction and believe the same thing. It's nice. And it's very, very helpful, by the way. Um, that's what Hebrew tells us. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. You know, we'll send our, chil our children to school for years, and they're in school 35 hours a week or more, learning things, and then we want to bring them into church and think that three hours a week is too much, four hours a week is too much. I mean, come on, let's think this through. And now if they get to go to our Christian school, which I suggest for every child, it's a little bit better. They're going to learn to read and write. It's funny, like, well, you know, you guys just teach the Bible in your Christian school. No, they learn to read and write and other things they don't learn in the government schools. Okay? And they'll figure out what gender they are. Well, they already figured it out when they were born, right? So, uh, but, but, so we want to understand, we want to be together and learn together. So let me give you some uh, thoughts here. Look at number one. Let's talk about the place of Sunday school place. I believe there's still a vital place for Sunday school today. I, I do. Um, let me give you some ideas, some thoughts. Letter A, it's a place to have another opportunity to, to learn the Bible. We can never get to the place where we feel we don't need to learn the Bible. We don't. And I hope you have that desire. And I like our kids, and some of them, they don't always do it, but you got, you know, something to write notes in, or you're jotting stuff down in your Bible or whatever. You ought to all, I just remember, as I walked into church as a 17-year-old, as a uh, I knew nothing of the Bible. Nothing. And I just could not get enough. 
And, um, and I was kind of in that middle ground. I was 17, and I, I wasn't really in school anymore. I had an exit strategy for school a little bit early. And uh, so I didn't go to the high school thing, and I was, didn't feel comfortable going to the singles, so I just went to Pastor Black's auditorium class. I just go in there, and, you know, sitting there, and, and uh, but I wanted to learn. And I'd learn there and in the services, and I'd take thoughts, and, and whatever he was throwing, I wanted to learn. And by the way, I, I, I've been doing that now. So you're, I'm not going to tell how many years I've been doing it because then you'll add it to 17 and figure out, you know, whatever. Uh, but, but it's like, you know, I, I still like to learn today. If I go for a walk or I do something, I'll listen to messages. I want to hear. I want to learn. The Bible is inexhaustible. Do we understand that? Okay? It's inexhaustible. I can read something that, that I've read hundreds of times, and I'll get something new out of it. Like, okay, why didn't I see that before? Because you're not going to see everything. <laughs> Say, well, well, when I'm 80 or 90, am I going to see it all? No, you'll probably figure out when you get to heaven. But it's inexhaustible, so we have to have another place. It's an opportunity to learn the Bible. 1 Timothy 4, 6, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith. Nourish, you know, healthy and and, and healthy. Uh, And of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. By the way, I like he says, put them in remembrance. Sometimes we not only learn newer things, we need to be reminded about the things that we learned before that maybe went off a little bit the deep, deep end. And so we need that. Um, Psalm 85, 6 says, Wilt thou not revive us again? What's revive? Hey, sometimes we just need a kick. Right. Well, kick's a strong term, right? We need a, uh, a, a, a gentle, no, we need a kick, okay? We need, it's like, oh, I know that. And how come I let that slip? And we'll hear the message. It's like, man, God, I'm right back on course. I'm right back on course. So that's very important. Letter B, it's a place to teach the Bible in a smaller group setting. Okay? Smaller. And that's important. Say, okay, if we just come into church here on Sunday, our goal when we come into the service on Sunday morning is? Well, no, but the first goal is get a seat. Okay, we want to worship, but it's like, I got to get in. And by the way, some of you, I know you come in a little bit late. You're not sitting where you're supposed to be sitting. Alarcons, that's not where you usually sit, right? Did you guys move your spot? I know where you guys sit, and sometimes like, why are they sitting over there? Because that, by the way, that throws me off. Jerry, you sit there every week, but that still throws me off, brother. So, but it's like, you know, and, and so we don't get to get a lot of fellowship or get to know people. That's why we have activities. That's why, say, Pastor, you just, you got money to burn for the church to buy food? First of all, our guys do a good job with keeping the cost down, but I just like being together. And Sunday school's a time, it's a smaller, and you get together, and you drink coffee, and you, you have donuts, and, and you get to meet some people when you're new. That's very important. Because I didn't have a group when I first went to church. I was teenage, but I, I was out of school, so I couldn't go to that thing. And then I wasn't a single, a college career, so I couldn't go to theirs, and I just sit in the pastor's class with the older people. I didn't have a lot of friends. It wasn't until like six months later when some of the people my age realized, hey, this guy's not going away. He must be serious. And then I got involved in some other activities and some other opportunities that I started to develop some good godly friends. Well, we want to do that in Sunday school. Letter C, it's a place where people can be taught in an age-graded level. In other words, look, the, 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 look the, all the little Bible stories, oh, they learn, you know, this, that, and that. It's age-graded. And it's okay. It's good for them to have that time with, their, with people their own age. And the teacher can boil the lesson down to their, you know, to their level. And that's what we do in Sunday school. Letter D, 
<clears throat> it's a place that gives people a, a chance. Mine says change. I hope it's right in yours. Uh, to use their teaching gifts. God's gifted some of you. Okay? And you can, you're good with children. You're good with teenagers. You're, or you're, you're good with adults. And you can use that gift. Different voices, different opportunities, different subjects to, to, to share the word of God with others. That's what Sunday school is. So that's the place of Sunday school. Number two, let's look at the purpose of Sunday school. Now, when I'm talking about the purpose of Sunday school, understand this. I'm going to talk primarily uh, from the aspect of adult, adults, okay? Kids are important, and some of this will apply, but, but a key aspect is our adult Sunday school. I started teaching adult Sunday school, um, when did pastor get that? He came uh, like 1990. Before, I always taught teenagers and that. He goes, why don't you start young singles class? And that was a blast. We had a great time with that. And I've been teaching adults since then. And so, but it's very important to help adults. Okay, like I mentioned, Sunday school is not another church service. And, and it is a place to teach the Bible, but it's not just for teaching the Bible. We have another purpose for it, as I'll, as I'll mention. Let me give you some thoughts. Letter A, and... Um, I want you to understand this because all of us in some way are, are in an adult class. We are either attending it actively or if we teach Sunday school, we are connected to that class as what we call proxy members. So when your class has activities, soul winning, different things, that's the group you go out with. Um, so, so here's what it is. A, it's the church organized to fulfill the purpose of the church. It's the church organized to fulfill the purpose of the church. Remember what we said, the Great Commission, and I think you have the bullet points there, it's salvation, it's baptism, you have to go a little fast on that one, unless you want to stay till 8.30, it's teaching, and it's soul winning, in that order. That's what we're trying to accomplish and help people to do, okay? So we go out, when they get saved, get baptized, they need to teach the Word of God. Where does that take place? That takes place in the adult Sunday school class. Somebody's got to know the new people that come to our church. Okay? Someone in here, I won't, I won't mention them, uh, well, they're probably out teaching discipleship, but before they came to our church, they went to another church in the area, and they went for over a month. They were even giving. And... Um, no visit, no one talked to them, no one went after them, no one checked out who they were or any of those type of things. And I'm not being critical of the church at all. Um, but that won't happen here. Now, it may happen if somebody comes and we don't get their information, but we're pretty good about that because we want to make sure if someone comes here, it doesn't do any good for them to come to church if they don't know Christ, yep. Right? And it doesn't make any sense for them just to come and sneak into a service and sneak out. We want to get to know them. We want them to be part of the church family. We want to help them grow in their faith. But in a church of any size, how do you do that? How can you make sure everybody is being taken care of like that? Well, that comes to the adult Sunday school. Teacher gets to know them. And how are you doing? And I don't like the way everybody uses the word. What's your story? Okay, give me your narrative. It's like, no, tell me about it. It's funny how we church people, this is just free. It has nothing. I, I, I'm so sick and tired of those lame words we don't it, it'd be okay if that's how we talked I've never went up to anybody and like so tell me your narrative you know it's like what, what's going on in your life man where do you work I mean come on we speak English here are you with me okay that's my story I hope you like it um so that's where we help them letter b it's a place where we help people progress 
I don't want people just coming to church. I want them to grow in their faith. I believe that living for Christ is the best thing you could ever do. I believe that learning the Bible is the most wonderful thing ever. I'm glad I'm a Christian, and I'm glad I'm trying to do the right thing, and I'm glad I'm trying to grow, grow, uh, grow close to God, and I'm not perfect, but I'm glad I'm trying to make the right, go the right direction. I want other people to experience that too. Because by the way, I've been on both sides of the fence as well. I know what it's like not to follow Christ. I know what it's like to do my own thing, and I choose this better. And I want everybody to experience that. So what is that? It means we want people to go from a visitor. Now, I call them guest on Sunday. I want them to feel welcome, you know, like, hey, you're a guest. Like, I think of a visitor, it's like, you know, you're going to the DMV to get your license. You're, never come, you're not going back. In fact, the matter is you go in there, you may not ever come out, okay? Um, but, you know, it's like, uh, I'm a, but a guest is like someone who comes to your house. They're coming to your house to get to know them um, and to becoming an attender. Now they're starting to come regularly. And then I want them to become a member. I just, I love our church. I, I know it's not the only good church in the world. I know that. But since I'm here, I think it's the best one in the world, okay? And I want everybody to be a part of it. And so uh, uh, that's just me. Letter C. It's where people are walked through the steps of growth. The steps of growth, you know what those are. It's that little sign right outside the door, okay? And you see it when you walk out. Uh, I don't want people just, I want people to come, it's like, I'm not going to use stories. It's like, where are you at in your Christian life? Now, if someone visits our church and they've never been to church, like first, when I was visiting church as a young, young, a young man, I was not saved. That was the first step I needed. So it's salvation, right? You can write these down. We'll go quickly. Salvation. We want to know if they've been saved. By the way, that's on us. If someone comes to our church and we don't try to get the gospel to them, Right? Now, we try during the service, but not everybody's like me, where when I sit in the service, say, if you don't know for sure if you die, you go to heaven, uh, raise your hand. And they didn't even come back to talk to me. They made me walk down the aisle. And it was like one of the churches that were a little bit long, Jerry, two sides, middle aisle, and I was in the back, and all the way down to the front. Okay? No problem. I'm glad they gave an invitation. And they told, come on down. That wasn't the prices right either, okay? But I went on down. And, and I got saved. But if someone doesn't, I want to make sure. Baptism. That's what happens when you get, after you get saved. The right method at the right time. Then we want relationship. We want to push them to, to want to spend time with God and develop this relationship with him. Then we want them to have fellowship. In our context, fellowship begins by being a part of an adult class. You go there every week. You meet people. You get to know them. They're brothers and sisters in Christ. Then we want you to be, to the membership. Make a commitment. Say, you know what? This is my church. Giving. That's when we're committed to obedience and giving by tithing. Soul winning. That's sharing our faith. We were doing that on Tuesday. I hope you'll be with us this Tuesday. And then serving. Serving. Finding your place in the church. That's why we're talking about ministries here. Finding your place. I loved going to church. I loved everything about it. And I was learning so much. But after about six months, it was like it was time to get involved. And once I got involved, I could not get involved enough. I was involved in like 10 things. Now, I was, you know, 17. I think I just turned 18. And I'm like, let's go. I just, I couldn't get enough. I had time. And I was willing to do whatever needed to be done. I loved it. Teaching, bus ministry, 
uh, rest home. I did the rest home. Very bad idea. Very bad idea to let me preach there. That was, I, just, I was ignorant. You're all going to die. Well, they knew that. I mean, they were sitting next to the Grim Reaper. They didn't need to hear that from me. I, I thought it was a great message. They're like, and you know, you're this poor kid. He doesn't know any way. It's like, you're right. I was an idiot kid. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, let's see. S- uh, setting up for church, after church service on Sunday night. Setting up for Christian school. And you name it. I, doing the tape ministry. Uh, I worked on the bus one time. The, the engine caught fire. So that wasn't my ministry. I backed off of that one. Letter D. It's where accountability is given. Accountability. Amen. We all heard this before. It is not original with me. If people aren't missed, they miss. Yeah, you come to church and you miss church. A new person misses church. No one, they don't know anybody. But as a Sunday school teacher, I'm going to uh, go by their house or I'm going to text them or I'm going to email them, see how they're doing and, and encourage them to come back. You got to do that. We must be wise enough to understand two things about people. You know, don't give up on people too early, right? Well, they missed church three weeks in a row. They might be sick. They may be new, you know. And I've been by how, and, and sometimes I give up too, and sometimes I, I give up, I wait too long. It was someone that, uh, they lived over by your house in Paramount, Ryan, and they were coming to church for a while, and they stopped coming, and I was really burdened about them. I'd go by every Saturday and knock on the door. They were never home. And I thought, I'm going to, and I'm trying to text them. They wouldn't answer calls. And I'm like, I'm going to keep going by until I talk to them face to face, you know. And, and they tell me they don't want to come back. And I went by, and I went by, and, and one day, they had like one of those, um, security doors and they had the door open and I heard the TV on and I heard someone walking I'm like got them they're home this week and I knocked on the door and all of a sudden I heard the turn of it, television turn off and they closed the door and I'm like okay I get the message you don't want to come back so quit going by there but but look people need someone to say hey we want you to come back yep. or you know new people aren't in the habit of coming to church Get to know them and encourage them. Now, don't go by the house like, what's up? Where are you Sunday? Yeah. Maybe that's why you're having trouble in life. Okay, just go by. How you doing? You having a great week? Just wanted to come by. Hey, looking forward to Sunday school class tomorrow. I hope you'll come and, and be with us. Sometimes it's all it takes. I'm not trying to be rude or mean to people. I just think Sunday school is great, especially the Filipino Sunday school class. Sometimes we give up on, we, 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 we just hang on too long, but let's, let's, that's where a teacher lovingly reaches out to people to let them know that they're loved and they're cared for it and we want you here. Letter E. It's the place where friendships are developed through fellowship. And I really got to hurry. That, that's why, can I just say something? That's why if you go to an adult class, that's why you're needed. You, you really do. One of the first people that greeted me when I went to church there and, um, I really didn't know anybody. I kind of snuck in and out. I got to know the assistant pastor, which was a huge help. But Steve Perkins, you know him. He, he saw me there, and he knew me from high school, the, the little bit of time I did go to high school. And he came down. He just saw me, and he made a beeline towards me. I didn't know he went to church. I didn't know him that well. I knew who he was. And he was just so friendly. Like, I am so glad you're here. And I'm like, I felt comfortable. Yeah. By the way, I didn't look like anybody in the church at that time. I was handsome, just different look. Uh, you know, I just, I didn't dress like everybody at the church. I felt totally uncomfortable. And but when he came up and shook my hand, I'm like, I felt totally comfortable. Yeah. This is all went away. So that's very important. You know the progression. We've said it before. When people, uh, 
take progressions when the church. First, before someone, they, first of all, people come to church because they are invited. Very important. Invite everywhere you go, especially on Tuesday nights at 7, this Tuesday. Second, they come back because the church was friendly. And by the way, let me commend you. I hear it all the time. All the time. Someone will come to a service, we'll go by and, hey, how'd you, we're so glad you were here. They'll say, you know what? The church was friendly. But it's got to go another step. Third, they stay because they develop friendships. They have to know people in the church. And by the way, it's not going to happen in the main service. We're fighting for seats. Are you with me? Okay. And so, um, letter F. It's where they can start to serve others. So, Like I say, again, why, well, my thought behind this is let's let you know some of the core things we're trying to do here and some of the core ministries and why we're doing them, and let's find our place. Let's get involved some way. Let's find our place. And so how can that, that can happen in Sunday school class. The two little phrases, every member of ministry, every saint a servant. Let's find, if this is your church, let's find our place. And in Sunday school class, you can do that by being friendly to people, uh, bringing food. Uh, some of you go out with your Sunday school class, or you'll meet someone in Sunday school, and you'll kind of help keep up with them. And you, by the way, you develop a, a relationship with a new person. Uh, you can kind of keep up with them. And by the way, you can, they, need, they have a prayer request. They're going to come to you. Hey, pray for me about this. By the way, you, you'd be shocked. I'll text new people sometimes and like, hey, so glad you came and um, hope to see you again. If you ever have a prayer request, let me know and they'll shoot you a prayer request. Boom. Why? We don't know what's going on in their life. They need someone to care and to pray for them. We can do that through our Sunday school classes. There is, in your class on Sundays, you can do these things that make a big difference. Ready? I'll go through them quickly. Be there early, not just on time or late. That one's just one of my, I hate lateness, period. Yeah. Can I get a witness? I just hate it. I just, I just, I just don't like it. And so um, get to Sunday school a little early and talk to some of the people and encourage them. And by the way, a lot of you do, and I appreciate that. And by the way, you'll never know what a big deal that is. Never. Let me say this. Studies have shown, and it makes sense. Once I read this, I'm like, duh. New people come early. Think about that. If you're going somewhere for the first time, if you're like me, and most people are, it's like, I want to get there early and figure out what's going on, especially a church setting. Like, are these people weird? You know, they got people out in the parking lot with tambourines and offering plates, okay? Hey, that's a good idea. No. Uh, it, it's like, so they'll come early, and they'll go to your Sunday school class early, and there's a handful of people there. And, and by the way, say, I feel uncomfortable talking to people. So do I. And I think that's here. Um, yeah, here we go. Um, beef, next one. I'm sorry. Talk to new people every week. Every member's a greeter. Yep. Now, here's what all of us fear, and it happens. Are you ready? One word, Willie. Hey, how you doing? Great. What's your name? Tom. Uh, how'd you hear about our church? You know, invitation. You live around here? Yes. And it's like, brother, th throw me a bone, okay? Can, can you work with me here, right? Like, what do you do for a living? Mailman. We had a guy one time, he visited on Saturday. On sa he came to Soul Winning on Saturday. I had no idea who he was. 
found out later, is a visiting evangelist. I asked him several, hey, how you, how you doing? Good. Where, where, out of town? Yeah. What are you doing here? Just in the area. And I asked him like five questions, and, I, and he wouldn't answer anything. I just looked at him and said, that's all I got. And he just stared at me. I found out later he was an evangelist. I'm like, okay, I think you're an evangelist. You're supposed to talk. I'm not sure. Um, but befriend people. Next, that's the next. Befriend and fellowship with new people, not just regulars. Okay? By the way, remember their name. Now, I get it. I meet everybody. It's easier if they're in my Sunday school class because I'm in class with them. But people in church, they have to give me some grace. We have visitors every week. And I'm like, uh, what's your, okay, hold on. I remember you from last week. Like, it's coming to me. I'm like, give me the first letter. Like, W. Okay, W. Uh, what's the second letter? They're like, A. I'm like, what are the rest of the letters? I forgot. <laughs> okay. They're like, okay. I'm like, I'll remember next time. But uh, try to remember their name. You can do it in their, in their class. But um, it's easy to talk to people we already know, right? We, I try to practice, and it's hard. I, well, now I just talk to everybody. But it's like there, someone said, you should have a seven-minute rule. After church is over, for seven minutes, don't talk to somebody you know. Talk to new people. Okay? Now, I stand there, and I try to talk to everybody when they're walking out the door, but I try to focus in on new people. Hey, thank you for coming. Good to see you. I hope to see you again next week, whatever. Number, the next little bullet, be spiritually patient with people. Be spiritually patient with people. It's amazing. Now, we don't have this problem, but sometimes some people do. It's like you come in here, and you've grown in your faith, and you kind of got it together, and then years later, someone comes in that was in the same position you were in. And you're not as patient with them. I know your story. I know everybody. I pretty much know everybody's story in here. So if you're like that, I'll tell your story. Oh, you know, I look like a, you know, look like a politician. Well, no, no, no. You, you may look like one, but you totally act like one. All right? Yeah, that's not the story. But it's like, we, we, like, look, people are people. Who cares? Okay? Let's just love them. Let's just do what Jesus would do. Let's make them feel, hey, you're welcome. You know, so, oh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 I don't know if I could dress up for church like that. Well, just come. By the way, you come on Sunday. If we come in here on a Sunday morning and everybody's dressed like myself, well, that'd be kind of weird for the girls, but if everybody was dressed nice, we're not doing our job. Church is for everybody. We're not reaching anybody. We're not helping everybody. Be patient. I've heard some questions you know, people come up like, Pastor, I love church and I'm growing, but, you know, I'm a salesman, so I still got to lie at work. I'm like, why did you tell me that? I didn't need to know that. It's like, you got, I'm not a priest, right? It's like, okay, okay, you know, I'm not going to buy from you, but okay. Let's be patient with people. Let's not chase them away. Let's encourage them to stay. Now, let me give you this illustration and we're done. How can Sunday school make a great impact? Most of us, if you've been around a while, you may have heard of this name, but most of us have never heard of Ed Kimball. Ed Kimball was a Sunday school teacher in the 1800s. He had a Sunday school student. This Sunday school t student was, had got in some trouble or was, wasn't doing very well, so he moved to Boston to live with his uncle. His uncle had, had, a, um, his uncle had a, a, a stipulation. If you're going to live in my house, you're going to go to church. And so he went to church and he got in Ed Kimball's Sunday school class. He was a shoe salesman. Ed Kimball got concerned for his soul. So he went down to where he worked he went into the shoe store, and he, God worked it out. No one was there to buy shoes. And he talked to him there, and he got saved. His name was D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody was the great revivalist. Years later, D.L. Moody 
had an evangelistic crusade, and it spoke to the heart of a, a man named Frederick Meyer, F.B. Meyer. He was a pastor of a small church, and he heard Dale Moody speak, and he got on fire for God. By the way, he was a great pastor. Many of his books are out today from the 1800s. By the way, you know what he used to do at Fred Meyer? Fred Meyer used to go to prison by where his church was, and when someone would come out of prison, he would be the first one to meet him and take him out to eat and try to help him. He reached many that way. But F.B. Meyer got on fire for God. Through his preaching on American campus, um, a man named J. Wilbur Chapman got saved. J. Wilbur Chapman became a great evangelist. And while J. Wilbur Chaplin was doing some great work, he had tremendous influence on a man named Billy Sunday. Billy Sunday was a great revivalist. Do you understand that that, we know, if, if, if you're newer, maybe not, those of us that love church history and evangelistic history, we know all those names. D.L. Moody, F.B. Meyer, J. Wilbur Chapman, and, um, and, and uh, Billy Sunday. We know those guys. They are great giants of the faith. And you know where it started? Because a Sunday school teacher, concerned about his student, went to where he worked in the middle of the week to win him to the Christ. Yep. Great influence. Look, Sunday school's important. And so I hope that you'll be either, may, some of you may need to teach, but some of you need to just get involved with your Sunday school class if you're not teaching. It's a great, great tool to teach the word of God and get, the, get a hold of, of our society here. Yeah. Let's, let's stand together if we may. Thank you for listening. We started late, and I did feed you, so I get an extra 10 minutes this week. The other guys won't. I get it because I'm the one who fed you. No, Brother Jim and his crew did a great, great job. Thank you for being here. We'll pray, and then we'll be dismissed. We're looking forward to a great Sunday. We're having summer kickoff Sunday, and we have a gift for you. We're going to go over some things, celebration service schedule, so we're looking forward to a great weekend as well. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for loving us, and we pray for these folks that are here. I appreciate them coming on a Thursday night. And Lord, I hope they understood what we were trying to say, but help us all to be involved with, with, with helping people come to Christ, grow in their faith, and become uh, those who live the Christian life. Bless us now as we go our way. Keep us safe. In Jesus' name we pray.